All right, back in the studio with uh, State Representative Tim Butler here with 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. I'm Greg Bishop, Representative. It's been a while since we've chatted. I think uh, just before the primary we got yep. together, and yep. we haven't talked since. So Glad to be back in. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, actually, yesterday was a pretty big day as well. What happened? Yeah, so uh, in Illinois, if the established parties don't have a candidate in the primary, they're able to slate someone uh, and then submit that to the State Board of Elections. And that deadline was yesterday and so i do not believe a democrat was slated in in my district so uh i'll take that as a win i guess <laughs> so about this process and i don't want to uh last you know spend a bunch of time on this but that seems like a little bit of a bizarre yeah. process republicans are using it as well elsewhere throughout the state yep. um but uh isn't that a little unfair to those who like yourself had to go out and file tons I, I, of uh, signatures. I, I completely agree with you, Greg. I think um, the, the thing we did change is the fact that now, a few years ago, we changed this, where um, someone who's going to get slated, like the people who filed yesterday, do have to go out and get signatures. Now, this year, it was a lower threshold than what we had to file with. We had to file with at least 400 valid signatures. Uh, I think it was 160-some that somebody had to file with. But I agree with you. I mean, there's a process in place. Uh, everybody knows what the process is um, for the uh, for primary elections, I you know we could go on forever about the fact that I think I, I think our election season drags out too long, which then pushes filing season way too early. I mean, you know, uh, I'll get sworn in in January next year, hopefully, cross, and then I got to make a decision by the end of the summer of 2023 if I'm going to run for an election in 2024. And I think that's that's kind of crazy, and that's that's something I'd love to see us change in Illinois. So uh, we could talk uh, changes to election policies all day long. Uh, I've got uh, a lot of critique. Uh, in various places, <laughs> but uh, regardless of that, uh, let's talk about something else that's going to be happening soon. Uh, special session has not been scheduled yet, right. uh, though we're seeing some rumblings come together. Uh, the Illinois House Speaker yesterday announced four different working groups. Uh, these are not public committees. No, they're uh, not. Talk about that a bit. Yeah, so this is straight out of the Mike Madigan playbook, in, in my opinion. Uh, we've seen working groups in the past that uh, are not open to the public. Uh, they're not uh, They're not available on the website. There's really no process for posting. Like, you know, our committees, I'm on, I don't, I don't know, I'm on seven or eight committees. You have to post the committees a week in advance. They're publicly available. They're open to the public. They're on the Internet. You can submit testimony. You can testify in front of them. These working groups are not that. And then beyond that, I talked to the leader of one of the working groups yesterday uh, and was informed that these are, only for the Democrats. It's it's not Republicans. Are at least at least that's what I was told. That they are just working groups within the the Democratic uh, House majority, which didn't seem to be in the uh, Speaker's news release that he put out yesterday. So uh, I find this just an exercise in keeping people busy, which is what, what Mike Madigan was very good at when his when his troops were restless. He found ways to keep them busy, and I think that's exactly what this is. Uh, I think at the you know here. Here we are going into August. Uh, I do not believe today, and I, I could be wrong, that we are going to have a special session. I think it's uh, very difficult, uh, and I think it's unnecessary, to be honest with you. We come back in veto session in November, uh, and I think the Democrats, for whatever they would like to do, um, uh, the the threshold for a vote for something that's going to be effective before next July, which is the only reason you would want to come back into special session, would be 71 votes, a supermajority. Uh, they have 73 votes, and I think uh, anything they put up on the board, they 
they would probably find very difficult to find the votes for. So I, I think this is all kind of an exercise in just in just positioning the Democrats for the for the fall's election. And, and maybe I could be wrong. Maybe we'll go back in a special session, but I, I kind of doubt it. Well, and the groups they have laid out here, and I'll just read uh, the headlines. And again, this is from uh, the Illinois House Speaker's office, uh, the Democrat leader, uh, saying that uh, he's got four different working groups. And of course, all the names that are part of these working groups are Democrats only. No Republicans listed, says Reproductive Health and Dobbs Decision Working Group, Firearm Safety and Reform Working Group, Mental Health Working Group, Social Media, and Online Extremism Working Group. Um, that one's interesting. Uh, and, and, and you've got three here that kind of stem around the, the gun violence that we've seen recently. Uh, what do you foresee happening? We've heard rumblings of, uh, you know, maybe uh, enhancing the red flag law. We've heard rumblings of um, uh, prohibiting the sale and possession of certain types of rifles that might be semi-automatic or take a magazine. What do you foresee happening at the state house? Yeah, first of all, when I when I look at those four working groups, I see nothing about inflation. I see nothing about people's cost of living today. I, I see nothing about the onerous taxes that we have here in the state of Illinois. I see nothing about property tax reform, uh, which are, if we're going to have a real discussion about the issues facing the state of Illinois, those are some of the things I think those of us in the Republican Party would certainly like to see discussions about if we're going to have working groups. Uh, I think there's a lot of discussion coming out of Highland Park. Uh, I think there's a lot of discussion coming out of the Dobbs decision about what the Democrats in Illinois would like to see done. Uh, I, I would just like to remind people we are the basically the most abortion-friendly state in the state of Illinois. Uh, I don't understand at this point what we have to do uh, to enhance people's abilities, uh, people's ability to have abortions in the state of Illinois. It's 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 very um, uh, open in Illinois, and and certainly we have I think forty thousand abortions in the state of Illinois last year, and I think that's that proves that, that we're very open to it. So I'm not quite sure what what they would like to do. And the Dobbs decision has left it up to the states to determine their their policies on this. And Illinois has determined our policy on this right now. I think coming out of Highland Park, yeah, I think there's some some places to have some conversations. Um, I was not supportive of the red flag law, but that's certainly something that I think a lot of people are taking a look at uh, for some potential changes. I certainly think, like you said, uh, looking at uh, some restrictions on on rifles is what some people have have discussed. Uh, you know, I'd like to see what people would like to propose on this. I think when we look at what happened in Highland Park, um, at the end of the day, I think just like this would happen with the Waffle House shooter, the kid out of Tremont, um, it's some family decisions that were made that were poor family decisions that ended up in complete tragedies in our country. And I think that's a whole other discussion that we're not having is that, you know, uh, someone's, uh, you know, somebody made a bad decision as a parent and, and it led to, it led to a, a horrible tragedy. And I think that's, that's something that it's really hard to legislate against. So I'm interested to see what would come out or what might be proposed to see what would, uh, how people think they could move forward on this. I'm talking with state representative Tim Butler here with Springfield's morning news. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY Springfield's news and talk. A couple of other issues I want to get to. We're going to push news just a, just about a minute or two later, uh, but uh, you've got uh, the, the continued disaster declarations. Uh, the governor re-upped another one, I think uh, it was either Wednesday or Thursday of last week, another 30 days. Is Illinois a disaster area? Well, some people would say Illinois is a disaster on a few things, but th this would make a great working group as well. I mean, let's talk about let's talk about the governor's executive powers. Look, I'm the guy that introduced the bill right off the bat that said the governor gets 30 days on an executive order, and then he has to come to the General Assembly and get a supermajority vote. I think the governor has gone far too uh, overboard on his on his executive orders on on emergencies. Uh, I, I don't know what the reason is to continue uh, emergency declarations for uh, things today, other. Than 
than other than trying to get, I, I would assume, trying to get federal money would be my my only uh, assumption for it. But I think again, this is something that people need to remember going into the fall election. You got a real choice here on on people's views when it comes to emergency orders. And I think this is something that we have to that we have to rein in from the governor's powers. He's gone way overboard on this stuff. And then finally, here, uh, State Representative Tim Butler with us. Uh, the announcement, possibly today. I don't know if there's going to be an announcement or what they're doing up in Chicago. But uh, nothing was on the uh, governor's public schedule. However, on the Chicago mayor's public schedule, it had the governor in attendance for some kind of announcement. Uh, apparently, some DNC figures are going to be there. Should the uh, DNC announce uh, Chicago as its destination? Well, I, that's that's not up to me as a member of the, the Republican Party, but certainly Chicago has a checkered history with hosting uh, hosting political conventions, especially with the Democrats. Look, I think no matter what, I don't care if it's a Republican convention, a Democrat convention, bringing it to to Illinois is is a good thing for the for the focus on Illinois and really the dollars that are spent on it. And right now, Chicago needs needs some dollars spent on it in downtown Chicago because uh, people don't want to go to downtown Chicago right now. That's for sure. And should the uh, governor run for? president well uh I, I i don't have a lot of say on that either but if i'm the governor i'd be focusing on this fall's election and not what i'm uh, potentially want to do in 2024